Welcome again to another great edition of Talking Ticks. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a good one for you this week. Tigers take one on the road against Missouri in the zoo. Uh, coming out victorious, 49 to 39. We have that to talk about. The highs, the lows, the in-between. Uh, defense wasn't as much of a problem. The uh, They kind of perked up, and uh, the defense kind of came through in a major way. And that's right. Stay with us. We have more dad jokes for you. But uh, we're going to get into that, the rest of college football, and anything else we have time for. Before we do, do want to check in with the co-hosts. Uh, good to be back with y'all, especially after a win. Um, hope you had a good weekend. We're able to watch some college football. A lot of, I don't know, I would say good games. I mean, yeah, there were some good games. There were also some some, some zany games, too. Uh, we're going to get into that, but how are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, good to be with you again. Like you said, good to be with you after a Tiger win. Um Maybe not the way that we wanted it to go, but um, kind of a you know, kind of gone back and forth on this game. I feel like it is a solid win. There's a lot to be addressed, but um, you know, hey, it's a W on the board, and uh, good to be talking about it with you. Right, it was a very exciting slate of games on Saturday. The LSU game was very reminiscent of the one against Ole Miss the prior week, uh, except for the results at the end. Uh, so I was pleased with that. But yeah, it was fun to watch. And then yesterday I, I put in a 12 hour shift at the Magic Kingdom at Disney World, uh, which was a good time. <laughs> but I exchanged a few Go Tigers with some fellow LSU fans sporting the merchandise. So uh, the LSU nation is everywhere. I saw a few people in Texas burnt horns and I wanted to throw the horns down at them, but I, I refrained myself. I didn't want to get into alter, <laughs> altercation with any Disney adults. Um, <laughs> still had fun. And uh, yeah, looking forward to another another big week here coming up with Auburn on on the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You got to You got to watch that, that what you do in a Disney. Cause right. If that's on your record, it's either going to be very good or very bad for you, depending on how it goes down. Although I'd say welcoming another fan into the sec, that's totally acceptable. We, we, we got your back. Don't worry. We're, we're going to, uh, <laughs> we'll get all the bad reviews and all the posts taken off so that, uh, they, they only see the good. But yeah, great, great win for LSU. It was, you know, kind of uh, like the last couple of weeks, right? Where it's back and forth. It's, it's, I don't know. We've, we've kind of seen this game three weeks in a row now. We're two and one with it. Um, and then you saw what happened with Arkansas. So it just shows you how close teams can be from like staying above 500 versus going below. Luckily, we're on the upside of that. Uh, LSU now sits at four and two still have a lot of good football left to play. Uh, I knew this game was going to be hard going against Mizzou on the road in the morning. It certainly was for us what two years ago, but, or three years ago, but uh, I mean, we came on the better end of it. It kind of looked like it was going to be that same game again. Cause what they jumped out to an early lead. We kind of came back, but then they went ahead by two scores and it started to look like it was, you know, going to be one of those games but the tigers came from behind the defense did what it needed to do at least two or three times which i think you know moving forward this season that's if we can get that we'll probably have a chance of a w since our offense doesn't miss much right like aside from our uh our two losses 
you know, this is uh, clearly would be a Jaden Daniels Heisman campaign type season so far, just based off of the numbers he's putting up and just some of the plays he's had. I mean, he had what a uh, a thirty five yard run. It was designed too. I don't think it was designed for a touchdown, but that's what he ended up with. Um, overall, I'd say, like I said, the, the Tigers kind of bucked up when they needed to. They had that great play from Harold Perkins early on. He had an interception, and then Major Burns had one at the end of the game to seal it. Not only take the ball back, but put points on the board, too. Who thought that was going to happen with LSU Stevens this year? Although, did no. you see Brian Kelly, uh, his his interview on that today? Should Oh, he said he, he, yeah, he, said he shouldn't have scored. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, come on. I mean, the, he was what, 12 yards out? Why, why wouldn't he? I mean, yeah, I know Mizzou can score, but they, they had in the last couple drives. I wasn't worried about it. Like, their their hopes were dashed at that moment. What say you? I mean, I, I will say I'm not necessarily against – against him scoring. Um, but I will say, I feel like that is something that elite teams do. Remember Clyde Edwards, you layer in the, uh, in the national championship. He had a, uh, he had that, he had an easy touchdown and then you see him slide in the, you know, right at like the two yard line, um, to seal it out. So, I mean, no, I think, I think, you know, we got the win, so it's not a huge deal, but it was funny to see him, to see Kelly talking about that and being like, you know, I, I think he said, if you keep doing stuff like this, you're going to kill me because <laughs> he's so stressed out about it. Yeah. Well, I guess as far as general takeaways from this game, my, my take last week was that LSU's offense is good enough to beat anybody and the defense is bad enough to lose to anybody. And True. that that wasn't much corrected this week. Thankfully, the defense at least had, I would say, a pulse. They're, they're still on life support, but they weren't uh, completely like code red like last week against Ole Miss they did give up over 500 yards uh but did come up with a few key takeaways when they needed to so that was good but I mean there's talk and I think it's somewhat warranted that this offense may be the second best offense that LSU has ever had after the 2019 season I mean Jaden Daniels has the team in a backpack right now uh with just quieting the haters calling for Nussmeyer week one uh, against Florida True. state and already putting on Heisman numbers as well. Whether he'll be penalized for LSU's performance as a team is uh, to be determined, but a uh, very exciting game. Uh, like I said, it was uh, not looking too good at the beginning down by 15 points in the second quarter before things started to, to turn around and the offense really got clicking. Logan Diggs, I think the biggest game as a Tiger for him and provided. I was a, a about big... to say, Daniel, don't like, obviously Jane Daniels is having a stellar year, but dig, I think, I mean, I think be, being able to establish the run with Diggs is the, is the reason that, that it's working so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we were able to control, like, I think the difference between this game and the Ole Miss game is we were able to control the clock a little bit better um, with, with digs in the backfield. And, and I mean, he's averaging six yards a carry right now. Like that's, you can't ask for much more. Um, and obviously like, you know, Daniel Daniels is the, is the main attraction, but um, I mean, Diggs is the reliable running back that, that LSU has needed and has, has really had for years going on, but we haven't had it in what it really since Clyde. Mm-hmm. Um I know, Daniel, you texted me earlier today. You were like, I'm thinking about uh, Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> the two, what was it, Armani Goodwin and... and... Corey Kiner, a name just like popped oh, into my head. I hadn't thought about it in a while. 
no longer with the team. And we've, we've gone through so many running backs. Um, Wait, what? It's just, you know, it's just so with so many. Who, who's wait? Who's not with the team? I missed that. Oh, Corey Kiner. He was a running back. I oh, guess, two, yeah. Two years he, ago, he went to Cincinnati. Yeah, that's uh, right. I, I think he's actually playing, so that's good for him, I guess. But sure. Um, yeah, LSU could. Just, we're, we're fine with Diggs at this point. He's really emerged uh, as the, the true number one back, and the, the defense is a lot more of the same, especially early on, attacking us both through the air and on the ground. Uh, we're super thin and inexperienced at cornerback now. We we missed it last week, but Deuce Chestnut is kind of off the team for unknown reasons. And then also Denver yeah, Harris, like Denver Harris didn't play a single snap, maybe, or was he hurt? I, I don't really know what the story is there, but he didn't see the field either. So we got Zy Alexander and Sage Ryan as cornerbacks one and two, and that's not exactly a lethal duo on the edge. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I've, I've been I've been hopeful for Sage Ryan been excited about him ever since uh i mean ever since he came out of high school because i mean he's kevin fox's cousin or nephew or something like that and he was going to be like the next the next great db at lsu i mean he's just a straight up liability like i'm sorry he's just the guy's not that good um <laughs> i i was talking to a buddy of mine about sage ryan i'm like i just don't know he's just he's just not it's not good he goes yeah well you, you know he never played he I, he goes i was concerned about him when he was when he was recruited as a defensive back, even though his entire like senior year of high school, he only played offense. I'm like, well, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. And um, I will say this, Daniel said that we, we were kind of comatose. I don't know. I think we saw some, we got some proof of life from the defense. You know, it's like if they open their eyes when they come out of the coma, blink, if you can hear me, you know, they blink twice. Uh, we stopped him on a couple downs when we needed to, and we sealed the game with a pick six, which I couldn't tell you the last time we saw one of those. But I would say, obviously, more work to do. At least this time, we didn't give like a whole 63-yard touchdown reception just wide down the field, right? Like the guys are still either open enough to run for 40 yards, but uh, I mean, the the running back, Again, it just goes back to the UCLA game where they, uh, what's his neck, Charbonnet or whatever guy's name was, just ran at will. And our guys look like Big 12 trying to tackle. Um, we're still missing that. Although, I don't know, maybe our defensive line got a little bit better this week. They added Pete Jenkins. He was on the sideline this week. He was yelling at the refs along with Brian Kelly. So he hasn't lost it, I guess. But I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Or if the fact it was just Missouri, it was just a good matchup for us or what. But some improvement, which is all we need. If we each week we can get better, you know, we're going to need it for some of these games down the road. Because, I mean, the re or winning the West again is still within reach. I'll say that. Yeah. Lot, lots to do. But and. Yeah, like you said, we, we definitely showed a better performance, but there is a few things we need to clean up. You mentioned the penalties. Those hurt us quite a few times. I think we had 11 penalties. Mm. The one that comes to mind was when we had, like, first and goal from the two-yard line after Missouri committed a um, pass interference in the end zone. And then, like, we had a false start, and I think Jaden Daniels fumbled the next snap or something. And then soon we had third and goal from, like, the 16-yard line and ended up 
going for a short field goal and then Damian Ramos misses it. So if you're going up against Alabama or A&M, Florida later in the season, those are ones you got to punch in. Uh, and defense, vice versa, you have to stop them in those situations and don't give up easy points uh, and just don't don't hurt yourself, which Jane Daniels has done done a good job of not committing turnovers, both fumbles and interceptions. So I uh, got to give him that. Uh, and if the defense can create turnovers like we did against Missouri, then that's a, a big game changer because in high scoring shootouts like this, whoever has more offensive possessions oftentimes is a decider. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the challenge of this, uh, of this, uh, this team we have is like, uh, you, you like, I feel like we're in games like when Ole Miss was that game. I mean, you know, to be honest, this Missouri game was, was that way where, person with the last or last person with the ball wins or is going to have a chance to win you know um which you don't really want to play that way like that's not, that's not a way to, to to build um you know winning football but that's kind of what we have um i do we think this was an improvement over Ole Miss I feel like it's the same game like I think Scott you said it you said it's same game different result I don't necessarily feel like this was a, like a, like an improvement. I think we're about the same as we were two weeks ago. I, the only thing that I can say, well, I think that for, for really three and a half quarters, we did not deserve to win that game. We, we looked real bad. Now, I mean, in, in the four, in the fourth quarter, we kind of came, you know, came alive and, and kind of, sh- I think showed what the best of what LSU has to offer. Um, but I mean, in the second and second and third quarter, we were, I mean, totally lost. We were, uh, and it, and it definitely showed, but, uh, we, we stepped up when we needed to, uh, and it wasn't just that it seemed like it was everyone, uh, offense defense. I mean, offense, I don't know how, you know, what else we need to do. Cause obviously we can beat them. We can keep up, right? Like there was years pe- you don't even have to go back more than five years where any LSU team pre nine, you know, pre 2019, they wouldn't be able to keep up with all these points that were given up. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, like Missouri 39, uh, the game before Ole Miss, what 55, 56 Arkansas, yeah. you know, it's just ridiculous, but just, they can't stop us either. Uh, it's just, it's just a different, team than what we're used to seeing usually we're complaining about our offense not bailing out our defense that's saving us and keeping us in games now it's the other way around and i don't know i think uh if we can just get a little bit better each week that's the advantage that we have because i don't know uh, you know harold perkins looked like harold perkins of last year saturday Mason Smith finally got in on, on some action. I heard his name called a couple times. Um, yeah, he, but he finally had a tackle. <laughs> right, exactly. He he touched somebody. Um, <laughs> I think their their hand wipe rag fell off, so we'll give him credit for that. But, um, yeah, it's just – which then you look at the, the stats and it's like somebody like Deshaun Womack who made a name for himself a couple weeks ago. Don't know that he – yeah, I mean, he didn't really record any stats. Don't know how much he played. Then there's other guys that are sitting on the bench, like Laterrence Welsh and uh, was Ashton Stamps. Where I don't know. I mean, uh, they maybe they played, but I, you know, the it wasn't really 
I don't see any stats from him, so I don't know. I didn't wasn't I, able to watch every snap. The point is, is these guys could be playing, but they're not. Do you think that's a decision, or is it just like what every game needs is in and of itself? I know that on I know I think I mean I think I can speak that on stamps. I don't necessarily know as much about Welsh. I know on stamps, um, Brian Kelly was actually asked about him in a press conference before the Missouri game. Um, and he was just, I mean, you know, Stamps is a, he's a true freshman uh, playing, you know, one of the most difficult positions. And he just said, you know, look, like he, we like what we see, but he's just not, he's not there yet. to start in the SEC. Who is on our team? Well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I don't know if anyone is, but I mean, look, like I can see where if he's not there yet, like imagine right. how bad he imagine how bad it could be. <laughs> Yeah, not, and I that's not of, taking anything away from him. I mean, I think he's probably going to be a good player for us. Right. Um, but and you just you do wonder like where where do we used to get these guys? Like what changed? <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a bit of a sobering thought after the game, both for LSU and college football in general, which is that the season is halfway over. Like for yes. LSU, which is sad. I, I mean, too. they they played six games. It feels like we just got started and we're already on downhill. I, we obviously we have the bye week. So, and then bowl games after that. So it stretches a little bit, but a lot of football has been played. And I think LSU has established the identity that we're going to get, which is high octane offense and hopefully just enough defense to let us win the, win the ball game. So knowing this, I mean, we're, we're good. We've got a lot of talent and we're good. And we're, we're going to win some more games, but in all likelihood, we're probably going to lose some games too. I couldn't tell you exactly to who or when, um, but that's, that's kind of just the, the that's reality. A profound point. <laughs> they might win. They might lose. <laughs> but, but I think that's, that's just what it is. Like we're, we're not steamrolling people. We're not a top five team in the country. Like we thought at the preseason, uh, we are who we are. And that's just I mean, changing the personnel, sliding up and down the depth chart a little bit isn't going to change that that much. Uh, so I say, yeah, if we can get the, the younger guys some reps at times, that's fine. Uh, but just get some people who are pretty reliable, which I think Brian Kelly has settled on that as his approach and just roll with it. And so I expect to see more of that in the, the coming weeks. Sure. Well, OK, so we've got we got Auburn this week, Army, then Alabama, then Florida, Georgia State. A&M. I feel like I feel like Auburn is a question mark. Bama is going to be Bama's going to be Bama, but uh, Army, Florida, and Georgia State. I think those are wins. I, I think there's definitely a world where we go three and three on the back end of the schedule with losses to Auburn, Alabama, and A&M. I, I can I, I can see that world. Scott, you're looking at me. You're looking at me kind of kind of uh, kind of crazy. Yeah, I just well, I I hear what you're saying about looking at the back end of the schedule and three and three. I don't know. I, I'd be more scared with Florida than I would be with Auburn, but I I, I don't know. Um, I would say the fact that we have Auburn at home Saturday night, Death Valley. This year, our offense. I don't even know what Auburn has. Uh, I mean, they're okay, right? They're not Auburn of yore, but. I'm not as worried as about that as uh, I'd be more worried about Florida A&M. Sure. But yeah, the other games, I think it's fine. Bama, man, I don't know. Um, they still have a defense. We're not, I don't think we're going to 
see another defense like theirs all season. We haven't even seen them yet, but our offense against their defense, I don't know. And their de- and their offense against our defense, who knows? It might be another 9-6, 12-9 type <laughs> of game. I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe their offense can put some numbers up, but um our offense is gonna I don't ho- I hope they don't hit a wall's in. But I'd say for four two now, I'd say that's maybe that's what we go the rest of the way at at worst, hopefully. Based on the fact that we yeah. can get better even through I mean, Auburn let me and clarify Army and the bye week. Do you don't have I'm to picking, clarify? Like, I'm just if I'm just, picking, if I'm picking, I'm probably I mean, I think do I think LSU's gonna lose to Auburn at home on Saturday night in Death Valley this week? I don't think so. But I think there's a world where that where where three losses are there or on that possible. It's definitely possible. You know, whereas like three years or you know in 2019, you tell me uh, does does LSU have a chance to lose to uh, you know I don't know to Mississippi State? And I say no. Like sorry, there's just no chance. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the Auburn game then, because like you said, Saturday night Death Valley primetime game on a bit of a weaker uh, slate of games, Washington. Oregon's a big one, but yeah, uh, Tigers versus Tigers two weeks in a row. Uh, my only take on this game is usually when people talk about football, they break it down like strength versus strength. This is a game of weakness versus weakness, <laughs> which is that Auburn has a really bad passing attack and LSU has a really bad secondary. Uh, their quarterback, Peyton Thorne, who transferred from Michigan State, I want to say, um, mm-hmm. has less than a third of the passing yards of Jaden Daniels. He's thrown for only 600 yards through five games. Uh, so not great, but then again, LSU's defense has made other people look like Heisman candidates in the past. So given that could be close, LSU's currently a 11 point favorite. So Vegas likes the the home team Tigers quite a bit. Uh, and I do too. Um, I think that Auburn just doesn't have enough firepower. That said, they did play Georgia close and we're up, I think, 10 to zero on the Bulldogs in their last matchup before they're, they're by this past week. So um, they're they're stout enough to, to roll with the big dogs. And I think they give LSU a scare. I think Auburn covers, but LSU kind of rolls it out in the end um, with Auburn can't match us or not being able to match us step for step, um, putting points on the board. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping for, at least. And I think that would be a, a good roll into Army, which should hopefully be a big W and then the bye week. I feel like let me just kind of I feel like if, if we run into that that Auburn team that, that played Georgia, I think we I think we have a, a real game on our hands. Um and I think that uh you're right, Daniel. Peyton Thorne, who's their, you know, for all intents and purposes, their starter, um, starting quarterback, he's not very good. But I do, th- I, I do see, uh, I could see some issues with Robbie Ashford who's come in and, you know, they kind of use it. He's more of the, the athlete, you know, running type quarterback, a scrambler. They've used him in certain packages and I haven't watched a ton of Auburn, but I've, I've watched enough to, to see, you know, he, he comes in at certain points um, that he gives me kind of, and I mean, I know Jordan Travis is, I think is much better than him. But that's something we've struggled with. We haven't been able to really contain running quarterbacks very well, especially if they they don't have to be like, you know, they don't have to be like Burrow or something where they can run and throw. But if they're if they've got a decent enough arm to be able to have a threat of throwing, we haven't been able to do anything in the open field. Um mm-hmm. I think that could be an issue for us. 
Thorne can run too. Um, he, he ran for 92 yards against Georgia. Uh, he was their leading rusher. So either way, I mean, I think that that could be a, that, that if we run into that team, that's an issue for us. Do I think we, you know, I, I think we'll probably take care of business. Uh, I, I hope we, I hope we do. Um, but I, I don't know. That's just something to watch out for. Sure. I have all very valid points. Uh, the only thing I would say is that that Auburn team that played Georgia, they were playing a Georgia team that's still kind of just, there's so much talent there. You're not going to, obviously you're not going to sneak one away from them that easily. You can definitely put them on the ropes early like they did, but I mean, it's still Georgia until someone proves otherwise. And as they showed against Kentucky uh, this past weekend, because they won like what, 51 to 17 or 20 something, they, they still have it. You know, they're, they're putting yeah. in a new quarterback, a lot of new players, but still, and I'm, I think you said earlier, Tommy, this might've been off. You, you're not totally convinced by Carson Beck yet. I'm not either, but uh, you know, as long as Georgia keeps winning, that doesn't matter because <laughs> you know they, they have to stop them the only thing i would say is that auburn has had a week to think about that how oh man we had georgia and then we lost it and then they have a bye and now they have to head into tiger stadium at night which is not going to be like sanford stadium during the day having been to both i can assure you georgia can be fine and loud but it's a different environment in tiger stadium and um you know even putting that aside i think that lsu's defense improves even a little bit more Maybe we can get a, a decent lead. It's like, like you said, the, their guy is, has not really thrown for that much. Hopefully this isn't the game where he finds that rhythm or ability, but I think we'll be ready as we can. No, I, I agree. I think that the, the one thing, um, like, you know, kind of, I mean, kind of, you kind of made my point is that Georgia is Georgia. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna run into you're not gonna run in there and sneak one away from the best team in the country. Do you do I think you could sneak one away from LSU on a flat night? Absolutely. So yeah. I mean, and and if and if there's one coach, I feel like if there's one coach in the SEC that do it kind of under the radar, I think it is Hugh Freeze. You know, he'll have some gadget plays. He'll probably have something kind of crazy, something kind of you know interesting offensively. Um, and I could, I can totally see, and I'm not calling this, but I could totally see a flea flicker or a, uh, you know, a, a Georgia pass or something like that. Something kind of off the wall. You don't see too often really throwing our defense for a loop. Like, I don't feel like we have a, we don't, we don't have, and, and also, you know, and they mentioned it with, with Greg Brooks being out and, and you know, that's, it's a terrible, it's terrible just for the sheer fact of, you know, cancer, but we don't have someone who who is experienced really lining up our our um, defensive backs, and we don't really have someone at linebacker experience. I mean, Whit Weeks is playing really well. I'm high on him, but he's not experienced lining us up either. So, you know, I could totally see us getting fooled by something. It's more of like a, a trick play, and I and and if I'm going to pick somebody to do it, it's going to be Hugh Freeze. I'm actually surprised we haven't seen it before now. Like uh, Missouri yeah. totally did that uh, when they when we lost there uh, the last time we were in uh, Columbia. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. Like when they were up 22 to seven, 
or uh, you know, Ole Miss. Well, Ole Miss kind of did open up the playbook, but I, like against this defense, why wouldn't you? Against LSU's defense, oh, why would you not go? Let's run the old Statue of Liberty play. F it. Let's go. Well, <laughs> it's just, just like let's it. just let's just put the pressure on them because it's like they can't even. You know, we <laughs> eleven on eleven. We're just gonna we're just gonna run it at you, or we're gonna we're gonna you know throw a slant route. We freak out. It's like we've never seen a football before. So then, the, you know, if, if you're in the driver's seat like that and you've kind of got us on our heels, which we've been on our heels for the past three weeks, um, why not just be like, you know what? All right. So, so you're, you're kind of, you're playing tense right now. You're, you're having a hard time. Let's see what you do with this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would run it, run it as much as I can too. where throw some passes early, get the defense, can, then just run it. Like, obviously our, we have tackling issues serious tackling issues, you know, um, just with what the, this guy with Missouri was able to do should never happen, but you, I don't know. You can't really teach tackling mid season. I mean, you can, but I mean, if either they can do it or they can't, right? Like there's, there's no reason that tackling should be an issue game six into the season, but here we are. I will say this um, special teams did, kind of help us out and cover some other gaps in our game. I mean, uh, Ramos hit a couple field goals that kept us within reach. You know, those two field goals towards the end of this, uh, the first half, it got us close. Um, he, he missed that short one though. Okay. He can't did. I know. Future. I know. I, that was ridiculous. Um, but, uh, at least he's not missing all of them. And punting too. Yeah. Punting. Yeah. We, Bramlin had some good ones. I still don't know that we have any sort of return game. I haven't seen it. That'd be nice, but we just we just don't see it. Uh, but anyway, just thought it was worth. Man, we haven't we haven't had a return game since like twenty seventeen. It's really sad. It's like we have. I don't know, and I don't know what it is. I mean, Stingley was supposed to be the the guy, and I mean, he kind of showed a few flashes, but I can't remember the last time we had a punt or a kickoff returned. And it was like, you know, an electric play. I'm not even saying that we went return for a touchdown. I can't remember the last time we had one for ripped off for like 40, 50 yards. Uh, Trey Palmer, maybe a couple of years maybe. ago. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow. Also, isn't it weird seeing him uh, with Nebraska? Yeah. And he's doing, he was doing really well. Uh, yeah. It's just bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I just don't think we're going to see that. And the guy that we recruited to transfer in, who, like, that's who we wanted there. We just haven't even seen that guy on the field much at all. Aaron Anderson. Oh yeah, yeah. That, well, that after, after, after we dropped that, after we dropped that, uh... I know, but I mean, we dropped some last year too. But they didn't like not put the guy out there ever again. <laughs> we st- we still haven't really found that wide receiver three, even though the offense has been so dynamic, like because Malik neighbors, obviously, and then Brian Thomas with a huge coming out party this year. But there hasn't really been a third person. I mean, Mason Taylor out of the tight end position, I guess you would say is like our third option. And then maybe uh, Jay Daniels legs running. <laughs> I feel like they I feel like Daniels or, or Jim Brock or whoever, I feel like they wanted to be Kyron Lacey. I feel like he's just, just from like watching the games to my, and I, I haven't, I haven't like verified this as far as stats go, but 
I feel like he's been the most targeted outside of the big two. I just feel like he has a lot of drops. Mm, he dropped at yeah. least one against Missouri. I think the neighbors had a drop too, but yeah, I know Lacey did also. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I think they want him to be the number three, but I just don't know if he's, you know, he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I guess nobody else is either. Otherwise we would see them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, you know, Scott, there's a lot of things that just, that with this LG team, there's a lot that's just not there. <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, what else from this past week? Had the big Red River shootout coming down at the yeah. end. It was simultaneous as well, so I didn't really get to watch as much as I wanted to. Yeah, but, I mean, horns down, man. Uh, Oklahoma took it to him. And see, it goes to show you, Brett, you know, everyone was like, Brett Venables to Oklahoma. Then after their 500 or sub-500 season, I know they were thinking, but, I mean, he's got him on track now. Um, so good to them. Yeah, okay. I guess Texas is not officially back yet. Is that is that the consensus? Um, yeah. I mean, it, I I think you're right. I think that it's kind of what I've talked about in this uh, for the past couple of weeks, and I think it's further proven. Like, there is not an elite team in college football. Daniel and T- Daniel and Scott, you're probably tired of me saying this because I say it in the <laughs> I say it in our group message. I say it before the podcast, before we start recording. I'm saying it again. Um, you know, Texas losing to Oklahoma that's a that's a game that they that if if they are the what number three team in the nation they take care of that that's not that should not be an issue I know it's a rivalry game but on paper um they should be the better team and they weren't they got beat uh I mean you look at you look at Notre Dame getting pretty much embarrassed by Louisville um and even Miami you know getting embarrassed by Georgia Tech there's just uh there just aren't and everybody's vulnerable this year, which is good for LSU. Um, you know, especially like a two loss LSU. That's, that's what you want to have the chance. But, um, yeah, Texas losing, uh, I can't say I'm surprised, but it's disappointing for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm impressed with Oklahoma. They were down last year, finished with a losing record six and seven, but then they're right back on the track this year. Uh, Venable's, correcting that defense and uh usc is holding the lincoln riley bag for better or worse they got the the big offense with caleb williams but they got taken triple overtime by arizona and they've had a few narrow escapes already um with defensive woes they're (laughs) the shades of lsu out west there um but yeah they're not looking like a national championship hopeful that many thought they would be but yeah, like all, all over lots of action, Pac-12, um, and then in the in the Midwest, Ohio State got got run by Maryland for a little while before pulling away in the end. So even they're not the the juggernaut that they that they would like to be. So yeah, exciting college football and then looking forward to to next week as well with some more games. Oh, and then Notre Dame lost to Louisville. Go Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they got they didn't just lose, they got stomped. They lost by like twenty points, I think. Thirteen. 33 to 20 yeah but you know what usc was exposed last year by tulane tulane so i mean tulane tulane was good last year they caught him at a good time but still um that's what shows me that usc is very very susceptible um the sad thing is if, if i'm lincoln riley i'm thinking to myself this is my last good shot you know what i mean like going to the going into the big 10 Unless he gets somebody else from there. 
you got to go through Michigan and Ohio State. But with this one, it's like, I mean, we've talked about it now. Of course, the, the Pac-12 is pretty good this year. But on paper, going into this year with the Heisman Trophy, reigning Heisman Trophy winner, as Lincoln Riley looking at USC, you should be like, yeah, like we should sweep the Pac-12. And, you know, here we are. We should, this should be our chance. I don't uh, think it, yeah. I think that the, the interesting thing is that Texas, Oklahoma, and USC, all three, mainly, main, although we'll, I'll just say mainly Texas and USC, two premier kind of marquee brand programs um, that are right now in weaker conferences making a move next year. I feel like this is the year, this was the year for them to, to, to win it if they're going to. And now I think it's going to be an uphill battle, you know, for the next couple of years, just because of the competition they're going to be up against week in, week out. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it is interesting that they're all look, I mean, cause across the PAC 12, they got what five, six ranked teams. There are a couple of them lost, but I mean, Oregon state still looks strong for whatever reason, just some random year for them. Now uh, you look at our league, uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas had a good game it kind of came down towards the end. Jefferson threw a really bad pick. Otherwise, who knows? If Arkansas could have pulled that out, that actually could have helped us. Uh, Ole Miss would have been sitting there with two, lo- two well, one loss. Um, but uh, it's just like that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, just little differences in someone's record over the course of three weeks. Uh, that could have been a big one. Now, obviously, Georgia took care of business against the upstart kentucky wildcats but man if there was ever a victory snatched or a defeat snatched out of the jaws of victory miami and yes yeah that's just it came down to one possession one play even i think anyone that doesn't even follow football you could ask but couldn't he just take a knee right now <laughs> Why is it, why did they, why did that guy? Oh no, he fumbled on that last For honor. Yeah. It was interesting. They showed a, a highlight from his last year at Oregon. Same play, same thing. He did it he, again. Yeah, I know. Just bizarre. Uh, I, I had no, no love for Miami fans. I don't feel any sor- sorrow or sorriness for them, but uh, maybe the players, but not the, not the fans. That's just horrible though. Well, I mean, the players, the players, even after they, they fumbled to turn the ball over, uh, Georgia Tech still had to go 75 yards in like 30 seconds with no timeouts. And the defense just like, I mean, I guess they were probably shell shocked from what happened. They weren't expecting to go back out on the field, but like they still gave up a touchdown in two plays. It's like, that, that just can't happen, man. Cause and that they was still a had bad touch. Mm-hmm. He just launched it up it. there and boom, got it. Like, like it, like it, it felt like he was running a route against air. <laughs> it wasn't like he made some insane cut and, you know, Haynes King threw it in a bucket and he couldn't, you know, just put it where nobody I mean, it just looked like the safety and the, and the, the defensive backs just like we're watching this guy go off. Um, it is also, you know, side note on the Georgia tech it is it, it was interesting to me that Haynes King's on the, I, for, I, I forgot that he transferred. Of course, you got Max Johnson, who transferred from us to A&M, starting for A&M against Alabama. Um, Max Johnson, a, a quarterback who, on this very podcast, we were talking about, oh, man, he might be the next guy for LSU. Like, we were so glad we we signed him and, and excited about it. Now he plays for A&M. Haynes King, a, a player who LSU recruited heavily out of Texas, 
really wanted and was really excited about, but actually ended up, I think, in that same class going with Max Johnson. Um, Haynes King actually ends up going to A&M and then gets beat out and transfers to Georgia Tech. So it's, you know, that's the poor, that's the portal world we're in. But um, I, I don't know, watching him, watching him do that, I was like, man, that's kind of weird. It is. Uh, but yeah, welcome to college football in the 2020s. It's just bizarre. Guys are going everywhere. Speaking of uh, highly rated quarterbacks, LSU has one coming in town this week, right? Uh, Bryce Underwood's going to be there this weekend to watch the Auburn game. Hopefully he's impressed. Be nice yeah, to he, get a somebody like that back in the, in the, re- a n- in the room. Number one player in the 2025 class. And the reports are that he's down to Michigan. He's from Michigan, uh, down to Michigan and LSU. Although uh, Dion and Buffaloes are making a run at him. Sure. Which could be interesting. But yeah, LSU, they would love to have a good performance for him and all the other recruits uh, on Saturday night. And hopefully the, the crowd gives them a good atmosphere as well. Uh, Death Valley, so that should be fun. Also, yeah. Saturday night they got the uh, the game that I'm sure the media was hoping to be the premier matchup of USC going to Notre Dame. Uh, that was oh, always yeah. a fu- always a fun one, and they were they probably had that penciled in for game day until Notre Dame dropped a couple, but they still got a big matchup: uh, Oregon and and Washington, who I called out as one of my dark horse playoff contenders, which is where college game day will be in in Seattle. So. Although that's going to be a twelve thirty kickoff local time, so they're probably a little bit upset about that. Mm. Wait, twelve thirty their time? Yeah, twelve thirty Seattle time. So well, it's that or they can... No, it's 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 three thirty for us. Three thirty Eastern. For, yeah. Oh, okay. Two thirty yeah, Central. Right. Yeah. Okay, I was I was thinking. I thought it was the opposite. I thought you were saying it was like twelve thirty our time, which was going to make it like ten thirty in the morning. No. Uh, that hasn't been done in a long time, but Hawaii, I, Hawaii kicking off as the sun rises, right? <laughs> uh, you know what? Who cares? Because it's that, or they complain about, well, it's so late. You know, Pac-12 after dark. No one watches our games. It's East Coast bias and all that. Well, here's your day game. Do with it what you want to. Um, I, I do see some other good games this week. I did want to ask you guys though. The fact that Alabama was on the road against A&M, uh, you know, an A&M with whatever they have, Alabama, obviously not the same Alabama, at least on one side of the ball, still a good defense. Um, they won 26 to 20. How do you think? Cause we got to play both of them. Does that game give you any indication as far as like where one is at or the other? Like, do you think, I mean, I think that it, I think Alabama is still at the point that, that we talked about early in the season. They don't have a quarterback. Milrow has Milrow is the guy I think now. From now, yeah, like, that's what it seems because that's all he's the only one that played, right? No, he, he is, and I mean, I think he, he did a good job, but but I, I mean, he's not he's not Bryce Young. He's no. not he's not a guy that that they can. I think they can rely on to have their offense flow through. Um, I think Jace McClellan, their their running back, is kind of you know who they're going to be playing through more. And I mean, he had a good he had a good uh, performance against A and M. Um, I like Milrow. I think he's I think he's you know a, a fine player. But I, but I think that that Alabama is a weak team to where, I mean, I, I like Jason. I like uh, Jaden Daniels to outduel him any day of the week. Um, so if we can get in a if we can get in like a, a you know race like a touchdown race with Alabama. Um, I think we, I think we've actually got a better shot than, than maybe we even had last year. 
that, you know, looking ahead, I think we might have a better shot this year than, than I thought we had last year. Um, that being said, our feels like our defense could make, can make any quarterback look really good. <laughs> so, so maybe Milrow will have a career, career day. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's hope not. I'm sure that's what they're hoping on. But like I say, that is what four weeks away. So we have time. We can, we can work on some stuff. Um, Coming up this weekend, though, I don't know if you guys had thought about any predictions for the game, but since we did talk about it earlier, I'm willing to put it out there. I'd say LSU 38, Auburn 23. I think a little bit lower scoring. I'm going LSU 31, Auburn 24. LSU wins by a touchdown, but uh, doesn't cover the the 11 point spread. So. Uh, I guess good luck. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think I think LSU wins, I, but I think I think it's I think the trend continues. I think we give up a lot of points. I wouldn't be surprised if we give up points in like stupid ways, like you know we let, like I said, like we let a like a quarterback out of contain, and then he just runs off on you know we we just kind of chaos. I guess um, I'm going to say we I'm going to say we still win though, so I'm going to say LSU 42. Uh, Auburn, like thirty. What would it be, would it be twenty eight plus three, like thirty one? I think you know. I think they give us a game. I think we win. Um, but is that covering thirty thirty five? No, forty. Anyways, forty two thirty. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Point being, I think I think that I uh, I think we win. I think we put up a lot of points, but I think we give up more points than we probably should to Auburn. Sure. That's definitely within the realm of possibility. Uh, I mean, we already talked about some of these games. I think, you know, Miami and UNC could be interesting. They're both ranked. Uh, that's Saturday night, a good night game. The other one is uh, A&M in Tennessee. Uh, I think because that's like the CBS game of the week. So I don't know. I think that one could be good. Um, good game anyway. I don't think it has really any yeah. implications for anything else other than just being a good game to SEC teams. But I'd say Oregon Washington's probably the the marquee game of the week. Don't know what day again if that's going to decide anything, but it'll be good to see who's really the better team since they're both undefeated. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that one. I think you're right. I would I would circle that A and M Tennessee game just as a good one to watch. Um, I, I mean, I think Missouri, Kentucky, be a good one to watch. And then, like Daniel said, um, Notre Dame, USC. Like, look for what about Notre Dame for a bounce back? I could see that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be an important one for them. It's going to be a statement game for them. And uh, USC's coming to their territory at night. Uh, at mm-hmm. night, let's uh, like I'm I'm rooting for Notre Dame. Let's take out take out USC and really throw some throw some chaos in there yeah and one last one i'll mention friday night football if you're if you're into that they got uh, my my two lane green wave taking on memphis and actually a pretty good kind of group of five matchup now so and there's actually not a not a highly ranked not a ranked at all group of five team fighting for that playoff spot so this could have some implications there so if you're bored on friday tune in to uh green wave in, in memphis going at it I, I will be tuning in Thank you for your yeah. service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. I'll, I'll definitely catch you if I can as well. 
But other than that, I don't know. I think we kind of kind of hit it all. Um, yep. Saints had a good win. Very convincing. I would Very say convincing. that Bill, Bill Belichick is, uh, I don't know. You think he's on the Yeah. I mean, he's just getting worse each week, it seems. I was I was sitting there thinking well I was uh I was listening to it on the radio and I was like, man, really kind of makes you think, was it all Brady? Yeah, I had to I swallowed that pill. I said it wasn't Brady, it's Belichick. Uh Belichick just needs a good competent quarterback. It's his system. I was wrong. <laughs> uh I'm 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 on team Brady now. You know, I, I was resistant for so many years because I hate when the media starts talking is he the best ever after like his second super bowl win i'm like let's just stop trying to find the next best ever it's he's good let's just leave it at that he's he he doesn't have four he's not bradshaw then he hit four then he got more and then he did one with another team in a different league so i i I couldn't i couldn't defend that position anymore it's brady yeah Yeah. well i mean i I think that you know for me I always thought, yeah, Brady's the best. He's the best ever. Sure. But I also thought but Belichick's probably one of the best ever too. And the together, but like after, you know, what, how long has Brady been? Is it four years with four, four years apart, three years apart? Yeah. Something like what? that. I mean, yeah. And how many hasn't been the same since he left? And that was a 45 year old Brady. <laughs> so, and, and like you said, he was able to take a Bucks team that is, you know, down in the dumps before takes her to the Super Bowl, then that, then he leaves back down in the dumps. So um maybe maybe Brady really was that good. Yeah, it's looking like that. Uh but that's the only other thing I wanted to mention because uh it's it, New Orleans is just a better place when the Saints are winning. Uh, I hear it all the time. But other than that, I think that'll pretty much do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Definitely tune in next week. We're going to have this Auburn LSU game recap for you. Uh, It's going to be a good one Saturday night in Tiger Stadium on ESPN, no less. So uh, everyone gets to watch this one. Uh, You don't need any passcodes or cheat codes for ESPN Plus or anything. So definitely catch that one and all the other good games. Either way, we'll have it for you next week here on Talking Tigs. So until then, stay safe. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talk to Tuesday.